All right, welcome everybody. This is uh, Richard C. Wilson of the Family Office Club, and I have one of my uh, friends and clients here, Dr. Bharat Sun from Thanks for joining us here, Bharat. That's my pleasure, Richard. Great, and uh, we're doing an investor mandate interview here today, so we're going to be talking about uh, what you're looking for, what type of deal you're looking for above everything else, but first off, can you just give us a little bit of perspective on your your day-to-day -day investment activity, your investment firm, etc.? So before this coronavirus attacked us, uh, we are basically a real estate and an operating business firm, uh, primarily concentrated at this time in uh, hospitality, multifamily, uh, and five gas burgers and fries franchise operations, dental operations, and emergency room operations. Uh, and that's our day-to-day -day mandate. Right, great. And it's interesting uh, that you have a lot, a lot of investment firms of your size have been around for 20 years, do get more diversified over time. Can you talk about the transition you've had from um, you know, in largely real estate investments, even though you have a background as a doctor, and then going into assets like dental, dental clinics is related to being a doctor of sorts, of course, and then Five Guys and Fries, being a vegetarian yourself, being a doctor, et cetera, it's a very stable, when you have a lot of them, because you're the biggest franchisee I know in the nation, uh, when you have a lot of them, it's a stable cash flowing asset I know, uh, that on the surface, but can you dig one layer deeper of why you constructed that for your firm or how that, how that came to be? Well, the, the humorous explanation is, I'm a doctor who has no idea what he's doing in other fields, okay? Um, sure. So, the, but the real meaningful explanation is uh, real estate generates a lot of uh, depreciation and uh, uh, non-cash losses. Mm -hmm. At the same time, real estate is more of a cyclical nature business. Mm -hmm. So when you build a team and the cycle goes down, you lose the team because you cannot afford to keep them around. So when you cannot afford to keep them around, now you just, when the cycle comes back, you start all the businesses all over again. So we thought, how can we avoid these ebbs and flows of these cycles? So we said, why don't we get some businesses which are kind of evergreen, and even if the recession hits, they're somewhat resilient. Sure. That's number one. So that cash flow will support the team in bad times when the real estate cycle goes okay. down. And these operating businesses produce operating income, which is about, as you know, 38 to 40% in tax bracket. But this non-cash item losses, if you are active in both areas, you can put it against each other. Now this is a multi-million dollar secret I'm giving out to you, okay? So <laughs> you, need to, you need to thank me for giving this advice and then bringing some value, uh, or anybody listening should, should sure. thank me for that. But listen, I always said that everything I know is borrowed, stolen, copied, mimicked from somebody else, so there's no ownership here, okay? But that's the reason we are so diversified. Sure, that makes sense. Yeah, I appreciate you explaining that because um, I think that a lot of families don't think that way. And a lot of families highly appreciate getting some sort of tax strategy insight because I find they're not getting that from their normal wealth advisor when it comes to direct investments uh, until they hear from someone like yourself. So if we get back to your, your investment mandate, um, given where we are you know, with the crisis, but even after the crisis has passed us, um, 
I know we've talked before about co-GP investments, but also you acquire assets, you know, directly for your own balance sheet or for you and a group of investors sometimes. So what would be the most valuable one or two types of investments you'd like to be sourcing from the family office club right now? So if you allow me, uh, I will say from last Friday, what we think is the best investment till the price is over. And then right. I'll tell you what is it? Is the sure. next mandate once the crisis is over, what we would like to do. Since last Friday, we decided what is the most resilient thing in this uh, environment that we can put up. And you know, the first thing came in my mind is virtual kitchen. So one of my best friend uh, has a, a, about 600 restaurants in this country. Okay. And uh, he and I started talking. Uh, he was already in the process of uh, deploying virtual kitchen in the 600 restaurants. So I'm creating a fund now and uh, raise more money. And whatever we are losing out on shutting down the restaurants, we replace that revenue by creating the virtual kitchen. So in a restaurant that lets us sell only particular food, now you can have choices of 10 different kinds of restaurants food from, from that particular restaurant. So. Today, we are very much involved in that. The second thing we are doing right now is we have teamed up a company that does nothing but Veterans Administration leases. Now, guess what? These Veterans Administration leases are guaranteed by the United States government, non-cancelable. So I really don't care where the economy would be as far as I'm concerned with this business. So we are now looking at businesses over the next, till till this period passes, that is not affected by economy or positively affected by the present economy. So that's what we are looking sure. at right now. Now, as far as the go forward basis, you and I have talked several times, it's a co-GP and primarily it will be in a hospitality industry. We primarily do more Marriott and Hilton brands. And we'll also do co-GP with multifamily, whether it is a uh, upgrade from B plus to A minus or C plus to B, whatever it is that you, you introduced me to very few, few very nice companies which does this job and I'm in the process of having partnerships with them. Uh, the development wise, as you know, we are one of the largest multifamily uh, A-class developer with HUD and I will continue to do that. So I think these are the two resilient areas we have found today. Uh, once the economy gets stable, just to spend some time and, and money on that. Sure, sure. Makes sense. And um, my last question, you've already given us, I think, a, a million dollar insight with the depreciation game and matching that against ordinary income. But if you have another $100,000 piece of advice, uh, it's maybe half that good or a tenth that good. Uh, anything else that you could share with investors listening to this? Because maybe there's someone just like you, there's a surgeon, a doctor starting to invest. Maybe they have one of my Newer clients had an exit for $3 million. Another one had an exit for $15 million. And they're just starting on their journey to maybe one day, like yourself, have a billion dollar plus investment firm. You know, what, what advice or what final insight would you have for them as well? As you know, uh, my dad was a very simple person and he gave me this simple advice. Please do not invest in the area that you do not understand yourself. So that is my number one advice. If you have $100,000, if you didn't invest any place and just kept it around, let me tell you, it will be around 10 years from now. Not that I'm recommending that, but putting in a business that you don't understand will get you into trouble. So then what you do, 
you find somebody who understands the business, you verify that this person has a skin in the game, he's putting some money in the business, he has prior history and knowledge of himself doing it and being successful, now you are relatively safe. Do not be greedy, do not try to get all the profits, let the person who has put 10,000 hours in the business to understand, make some money. But right. your 100,000 will be well preserved and will have some returns. Sure. Great. Awesome. Yeah. Well, I'm glad it wasn't uh, in conflict with what we're telling our clients every day. We're always telling them to uh, don't say, oh, yeah, I want control over everything. It's like, well, have control over the stuff where you deserve to have control because you're a deep expert in it, obviously, rather than trying to control everything in your portfolio. So, yeah, thanks for thanks for joining us here. Thanks for speaking at uh, some of our investor summits here uh, over the last couple of years. We've gotten to know you really well over the last decade and looking forward to seeing you again at one of our live events once we start those up. Thank you. It's always been a pleasure. Thank you, Doug.